more tags, no tags. up everybody welcome to a brand new episode of the midnight drop i am your host jordan malone thanks so much for joining in to tonight's new episode of the podcast glad you guys can go ahead and make it i hope you guys like last week's episode as we went ahead and did some reviews and also did some more stuff about what's going on in the world around us and i'm so glad you guys can go ahead and make it today for a movie review yes i'm doing another movie review and today's movie review is going to be on the movie dope the 2015 comedy and drama uh, starring Shamik Moore, Tony Ravori, and Kiersey Clemens. Uh, this movie is near dear to my heart as I really like this movie. And I thought I'd go ahead and just give you guys my thoughts and just some discussion points on this movie and just how I feel about it uh, five years down the road all the way to 2020. Before we can do that, we just got to go ahead and get some house rules going down uh, in this podcast. If you guys haven't already listened to my last episode, uh, which the last one I believe was a review on, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, you can go ahead and listen to that on Anchor and also on the website at www.themidnightdrop.com, including on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iTunes, or formerly known as Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and listen to that new episode and other episodes at those other platforms. It'd be greatly appreciated if you go ahead and listen to them and provide some feedback down in the comments section, or just leave a like or follow any of them be awesome also just want to go ahead and keep you guys up to date with what's going on later down the road we got some new episodes this week including one this coming up week on possibly thursday regarding some stuff how i feel about coronavirus and some stuff i want to share with you guys give you guys some different perspectives regarding the vaccine including the virus itself And kind of just have this huge discussion about it. It's been a while since we've done those types of episodes. And I want to go ahead and get that squared away for you guys. And also be on the lookout for another book discussion and movie review this week. As I got some stuff surprised for you down the road. And that'll be on Friday and or Saturday. Again, we got new episodes coming up. One on Thursday, one Friday through Saturday. Hope you guys can go ahead and stay for those episodes. And just to update on everything else going on with this podcast before the end of the year uh we would have hit a couple of episodes down the road and we'll kind of go through like the statistical analysis of how the podcast is going and how i feel going down the road as we reach the end of 2020 the craziest year to date uh but yeah let's go ahead and get into this review of dope movie made in 2015 and i had the distinct pleasure of watching this on youtube the twos of you uh for three dollars of course because this shit is not on netflix and it is not free goddammit. but yeah i had the distinct pleasure of watching this movie and i want to go ahead and give my review on it and just give you guys my honest opinions about it 
how I felt. And let's provide some little bit of backstory just about what the movie is about, really, because I feel like a lot of you people may, you know, remember this movie dope, you know, from five years ago, June 19th, 2015. But some of you guys may not know what the movie is about. And I want to go ahead and give you guys a good brief summary of what the movie is and, you know, just everything regarding it and just how I felt going down the road. Uh, Dope is a 2015 America comedy drama coming of age film written, directed by Rick Fumayiwa. I hope I said that right. And produced by Forrest Whitaker and Nina Yang Bojiov. Oh, God. Yeah. If I ever meet these people, they can kick my ass because I'm mispronouncing the hell out of these names. But it stars Shamik Moore, Tony Ravori, Kiersey Clemens, Kimberly Ellis, Chanel, Chanel Amon, Lakeith Stanfield, Blake Anderson, Zoe Kravitz, and ASAP Rocky. And it was also executive produced by Pharrell Williams and co-executive produced by Sean Combs. Uh, the movie first premiered at 2015 Sundance Film Festival on January 24th, 2015 at Park City, Utah. And it was then had a general release to the States on June 19th. And it's you know published by Open Road Films. It was then re-released on September 4th during the Labor Day holiday weekend. It's received a lot of a critical acclaim and it had some really good commercial success. Interesting fact, it had a budget of $7 million and a box office of $18 million. The story revolves around Malcolm and his best friends, Jib and Diggy, uh, Jib and Diggy, who are considered as high school geeks living in, quote unquote, the bottoms and Inglewood, California, where we're seeing Malcolm going through the trials and tribulations of trying to get into college, his dream school, Harvard University, and is trying to deal with the whole idea of being himself navigating through the tumultuous streets of Inglewood, California, through drug dealers, gangbangers, pimps, and all the crazy stuff that you would see in the, in the hood. Uh, later down the road, we kind of see some crazy adventures as he meets with ASAP Rocky's character Dom as they go through a whole situation where he now has to figure out what to do with a bag of drugs, and it leads into these misadventures with him and his two best friends, Jib and Diggy. And first thing first, let's just go ahead and get into it. How do I feel about the characters and the acting in this movie? And I'll say that the acting throughout the movie was pretty good. No problems over here. If I had to go ahead and give you my top three favorite actors, characters in this movie by far, I would go ahead and tell you that those top three, no order, be Shamik Moore, ASAP Rocky, and Blake Anderson. Uh, starting with Shamik Moore, who plays the lead character, Malcolm, I thought he played his role really well. And Malcolm in this movie really connects with a lot of people, including myself, not with the whole living in Inglewood or living in the bottom, but more of us being that black nerd that is considered a social outcast and is just living his own thing. But it's him just being creative. And I really appreciated uh, that in this fresh new take that we see not anybody who's like a hard gangster not anybody who was like a social outcast because he's game banging or something like that or don't talk to nobody no this is somebody that really connects with you the audience because the film is really targeting millennials and generation z uh you know people and i thought he was really good at what he does uh he his reactions to a lot of crazy things in this movie are natural it doesn't feel like he's phoning it in shamik moore he's not the, his acting is show the acting he shows in this movie really gives off the vibe that these are natural reactions 
from just situations that would happen to you. It's not like this really cool or exaggerated uh, swagger. Oh, it's not. Oh, shit. If you know where that came from, you would definitely be laughing at that right now. But you don't see this exaggerated swagger from him. You don't see this exaggerated nerdiness from him from him as well. It's more of less just uh, him just being himself and just being a typical teenage, you know, senior in high school. Uh, but also, you know, his friends, Jib and Dickie, there's like this great relationship with both of them who are both played by Tony and Kiersey Clemens. Uh, both of them do a really good job playing their roles down here. But like I said, if besides Shamik Moore, my other two favorite actors were Blake Anderson and ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, I'll start off. ASAP Rocky, I remember watching this movie the first time and I came here and I was super surprised seeing him act the way he did in this entire movie. Uh, he's not in there too long. He's there for like a good part of like the prologue and the introduction as you're trying to as you're getting introduced to your characters and the situation at hand. And I really liked where he came from, including this back and forth with Shamik Moore's character Malcolm regarding 90s hip hop and rap. And is it really the golden age of hip hop? And I thought that was really dope. ASAP Rocky comes to his own in this whole story as he's just very comfortable. He's being himself. And, you know, I really appreciated that from ASAP Rocky in this film. And Blake Anderson does the same thing as well. He's already had a really good uh, filmography and also just resume from just TV, from just being a comedian and, and being in these great TV shows like Workaholics. And... Man, I got to be honest, man. He plays his role really well. You don't see him too much, but when he's there, you definitely want more of him because he's really fucking funny. He, he provides like this nice uh, comedy relief that you really want in this movie. In this movie, that's all about comedy and well, mostly about comedy. And he really does his role well. There's that back and forth between him and the, and the trio of Malcolm, Jib, and Dickie about the use of the N-word. And it goes into this running gag about how he can't use the N-word. And how, like, come on, man, y'all my best friends. After all these years, I, I should be allowed to say it. It's really fucking funny. He does a really good job in this entire movie. Uh, those are my three favorite actors in this entire movie. Everybody else, like I said, does pretty well. Uh, Chanel Amon was heavily advertised in this movie in their casting role because she was the eye candy, the sex symbol. Uh, very much people were going Google eyes for her. And, you know, it's crazy enough when you think about it, how Chanel Amon was declared as one of the top 30 models of the 2000s. So it's just like, who else wouldn't go crazy for her? So they had the advertiser to get a lot of revenue and a lot of people to come in. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was in this movie as the love interest, uh, I think, Nakia. And she did a really good job, too. You know, Zoe Kravitz is really good in her movies and in her roles. And uh, I really liked her in this movie, too. She didn't really stand out too much. Again, she's the love interest. And they advertised her because she's fine and she's cool and she's deep. But her acting prowess comes in and you really respect that. But enough with the acting and just the chops of routing here. I can go on and on about how great the acting was. But I want to go into the plot and just go in deep dig into it and spoiler warnings for anybody who you know hasn't seen this movie but i'm gonna kind of get into a little bit of spoiler territory because i want to talk about some things in the movie that some people may want to wait but i'm gonna go ahead and get into it so basically this movie is into two parts the first part is where you're getting introduced to malcolm Jig jib and dicky um diggy and you're kind of you know introduced to the whole situation to where 
you know, Malcolm and his homies are invited by Dom, ASAP Rocky's character, to his birthday bash at this club. And the only reason why they decide to go is because Malcolm's love interest, Nakia, says, I'll be willing to go if you're there and you save me a dance. They go there, have a great time, and it's just like, okay, there you go, cool. At the same time, Dom is working a drug deal to where he's getting this high-valued cocaine. Actually, from looking over here, he's purchasing like high-grade powdered molly. But then he goes ahead and gets interrupted by this gang who goes in, who comes in and shoots everybody. But then he's able to make it in time until the police shows up. But before that, he goes ahead and hides that Molly inside of Malcolm's book bag. Next thing you know, the first part's all about them trying to get this Molly, this these drugs, to basically anybody to the person that Dom was supposed to give it to, and, and keep it pushing while these while these thugs are basically chasing him through like find my iphone app and just through their you know their, their cars and everything the streets of inglewood and i thought that first part was pretty cool and then you transition to the second part to where they find a guy that they need to give the drugs to but then the guy who let me go ahead and see who i can find him here uh he's played he's played by roger smith who by the way I'll say this right now because I've seen him in so many movies. If you see Roger Smith in your in your movie, in your black movie, you're possibly watching a, a Spike Lee movie or B, just a really good black film, a black hood film, a coming to age story. And Roger Smith, you know, he does a pretty good job. Uh, he's notorious for a, he, he's in, he's you know, he's famous for a lot of roles that you see him in. But like back to the plot. You know, you see Shamik, you see Malcolm go to that character for alumni interview, Austin Jacoby, and says, hey, here's your drugs. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And he's just like, well, you know, you're going to have to sell it because I took a percentage. If I don't get my percentage, I'm going to be angry. So I don't know, man, what you going to do? And it was just. Ugh, man, yeah, it's just one of those things where they got to start selling the drugs now. And there's just this whole adventure, which I thought was pretty cool. So, yeah, man, I, I mean, it, it's split into those two different parts. I will say this about the plot itself and those two parts being together. I felt like it was cool. It was really nice. Uh, you get to see these adventures where like it gives you a sense of what, who the characters are and you get to laugh and a lot of the situations they're in. Mostly it's like it's kind of like structured and it's not over the place. You would think that in this two part story, you would think that they would go all over and you wouldn't kind of you wouldn't find this consistency. But you do. The story is pretty consistent and it doesn't stray away from its main uh, plot point into dealing with trying to get these drugs away and getting rid of them and moving on with their lives and trying to find themselves. And it really again, it gives them some great comedic uh moments especially when they're trying to get rid of these drugs and especially when they're trying to sell the drugs so i thought the plot itself was cool and i had no problem with it uh i mean if i had to take a scene that was really dope that was really really cool uh for anybody who watched this movie you would think that it would be the whole you know, which student do you think I am? Do you think I'm student A or do you think I'm student B? You know, am I the music geek who plays in a punk band and gets straight A's? Or am I student B, the one who is suffering in the hood and 
am I, you know, selling drugs to get to make get by and I happen to have good good grades and all that stuff. And you would think that that would be my favorite scene. No, my favorite scene was when Malcolm had you know, basically had a gun and you know, was threatening to kill uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character, which, by the way, Lakeith Stanfield plays as a character, Marcus, uh, quote unquote, bug. And he did pretty well. I can have no problem with him. Again, he's one of the best actors in terms of range. Uh, basically, think about this scene where, like, they're getting off the bus. They, you know, they come off and doing this one other adventure. I'm not going to spoil that part, but they come off in this adventure and basically bug comes out and gets revenge because he deals with Malcolm all the time because he wants to get his Jordans because he always steals his Jordans from school and boom, boom, bam. And, you know, he take not only takes the beats him up, but he takes the bag and there's a bag full of money and the drugs. And he's like, no, I, I need that. We're so close. I'm not going to let you fuck this over. And you would think it'd be the start of another adventure. But no, it's literally Malcolm at his breaking point. And he's just like, I'm so done with this shit. I will do anything to get over with over with it and you see him holding the gun gun and the thing that really striked me the most in this scene was that bug sees this happening to him like there's a gun being pointed at him and it's not the fact that he's he's scared of his life he you know his life is in danger it's the fact that the guy that he bullied for so long the guy that he saw as weak and just a straight a student who would never get into the hood who would never draw a gun gets in this situation and he's just in shock and awe and his body language just shows that and you're just like god damn this is really happening so then he just drops the money he drops the bag and he's just like let's get out of here because i ain't trying to die and plus this is too crazy for me and, and malcolm is just there just crying like he's not like bawling his tears out but he lets a tear down and his friend sees it and he's like he's crossing a line he never thought he would cross and, and this is just what's really making him just emotionally you know break down you don't see it, but inside it really has gotten to that point. Uh, and I thought that scene really spoke to me. I thought that was the best scene out of this entire movie. It really speaks uh, to what this movie is really all about. Just being creative and not stooping to that level. Um, so, yeah, again, the plot was really dope. I think, you know, what they went through was cool. It doesn't leave with its disappointments and its cons though and i kind of go into that later on down the road but i also want to try to talk about you know the cinematography and also the music those two things that i value the most and i thought the cinematography was pretty cool it wasn't nothing to go crazy about you see some pretty cool shots for some pretty <laughs> dope shots no pun intended and you you like what you see right there because it invokes the feel and the intensity of what the characters are going through and just the vibe of the entire environment that they're riding in and their bikes uh the music i like the music i wouldn't say it's the best soundtrack i've ever heard in my life it's it, it does a good job at matching the tone of the movie uh it's curated by pharrell williams who also executively produced this and uh you mean you see tracks like rebel without a pause by public enemy uh popping off by watch the duck uh, the World is Yours by Nas, who, which is played in that one scene where Chanel Amon makes her first appearance. Uh, Hip Hip Hooray by Naughty by Nature. And The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. And then my favorite song, Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest featuring Leaders of the New School. That was my That's one of my favorite songs of all time by A Tribe Called Quest. And I thought the soundtrack was pretty good. I thought it was nothing too crazy to go crazy. You know, go 
crazy about and uh i thought it was done pretty well but with all this positivity i'm letting for this movie i gotta go ahead and get in some of the negatives because this movie is far from perfect it's a really good movie but i felt like there was a lot of things that could have been fine-tuned uh, let me go into my first thing which is asap rocky and just the continued use the continue you know the continued disappointment of how they use some certain characters uh i'll get into this first one with asap rocky it's just the fact that um i felt like he was underused he was underutilized in this entire movie like in the beginning part i was very surprised by his acting chops and i was just very happy to see him do pretty good in his own role as dom but after that after he gets arrested and he has that phone conversation in jail you don't see him anymore in this entire movie until the end where you see him ex exchanging the drugs and the money with Malcolm and you're just like, okay, there you go. He's name dropped in the middle of the movie by Nakia, played by uh, Zoe Kravitz. And um, I just felt like it could have been a whole lot better. I really felt like you could have done a better job and uh, you maybe if you utilized him a little bit more, maybe that would have been cool. Uh, and the thing why I get a little bit hard on that, and I won't say it's a nitpick, but rather a disappointment, is the fact that when they advertised this movie, I remember they advertised the fuck out of not only Chanel Amon, but ASAP Rocky, Zoe Kravitz, and a couple of other people in this movie. Like, for God's sakes, Vince Staples is in this movie too. And they don't really use them that much, like ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, again, only gets that beginning part, and then you don't see him till the very end, like the epilogue. And you can possibly dig deeper and say that maybe it's because of how they allocated him, allocated the money to him about how he's a big time celebrity, a rapper. So he's only going to be in a role if he's given that much money. And their budget was only seven million dollars and they came out making 18 million. So they probably was just trying to say, no, we're not going to pay you that much. We'll just pay you for this time. And that's it. But he was a big role in this movie, in my opinion. So it's just like damn they didn't really allocate the money that well and i can actually prove that point by just talking about some of the other actors again you had vince staples in this movie who was a member of dom's crew and he literally was there like a couple of scenes that have like this funny moment about slippery slope and you know just talking about like al-qaeda and stuff like that and i was just like you only had him for a couple minutes and that's it that really sucks stuff oh sucks excuse my language but yeah it really sucks how they utilize not only ASAP Rocky but other characters. If there was some, if there was two other people I can talk about right now how they underutilized, uh, was Lakeith Stanfield and Kimberly Ellis, uh, who played as Malcolm's mom. I felt like they really cut off could have went a little bit deeper with their characters or give them a little bit more screen time or a little bit more roles or bigger roles in the movie because it felt like Bug wasn't used that much he was just like this annoyance that you would see in the beginning and later down the road you would see again in this powerful moment in that scene uh and then kimberly ellis would just be there just to say hey he has a mom he's not you know he has a mom you know he's not you know he's not homeless he's not adopted he's not with his dad like furious styles and boys in the hood he has a mom but it's just like What's the point of introducing her if you have none to do with it? I would have been fine if you didn't introduce her at all. And plus, with an actor like Kimberly Ellis, I would feel like she would do pretty well in this role. But no, nah, she just came in here, just got a check, and did that's all she did. All she did was come in, say a couple lines, got her check, and moved on. And I just felt like, damn, really? 
Uh, but again, the budget, and I really feel like it's the budget. And speaking of the budget, I can tell they allocated very they didn't really allocate this very well by looking at the fact that Rick Fox got a role, a 30-second role as Councilman Blackman, and he was only in one scene. And I was just like, why the fuck are you gonna have Rick Fox in this fucking movie? Who cares? Rick Fox is a good actor, but why? Including Tiger. Why put Tiger in this movie? It's like really? Oh, and then you also have Cap G, and I don't even know who Cap G is. I'm gonna be I I don't know who Cap Cap G is. Is there any other actor in this movie? I don't know. Yeah, overall, I like this movie. I I I, well, I like the movie. Sorry, I just didn't like how they underutilize certain actors. And plus, I'll still also say this with the plot itself. Even though I do like the whole thing of this not being a typical hood film and it it goes in about how it's you know it's about selling drugs and everything like that this movie is descriptive as a coming of age film i don't know if this can be considered a coming of age film uh it doesn't focus, it focuses on the growth of the protagonist. Like, like I'm, I'm coming this from like actual to come the definition of a coming of age story. So I can go ahead and get you guys like a feel of what I'm talking about. In genre studies, a coming of age story is a genre of literature, film, and video that focuses on the growth of protagonists from youth to adulthood. That's why it's quoted coming of age. Coming of age stories tend to emphasize dialogue or internal monologue over action or are often set in the past. Hell no. This movie was not considered a coming of age story. I don't think it was considered that at all. And I really felt that if we saw that a little bit more with like maybe the past of Malcolm or any of the characters, maybe I felt like it was pretty cool. If you're saying this is a coming of age because you provided a couple of flashback sequences regarding like comedic moments or just who the characters are in their introduction, then maybe. But I'm not really saying that. This film was more or less a comedy drama about the misadventures of three nerds three teenage nerds about to graduate from high school and get into the shenanigans that it's hard for to get out of and they got to go from tooth and nail to get out of i wouldn't consider this coming of age if it really was i wouldn't be seeing a whole film regarding drugs and how to sell it Uh, i would have saw more things where they had to deal with this but then maybe the mom got involved and she figured it out and they get into this whole conversation or maybe we can go into the whole you know and the whole beats of Malcolm trying to find himself and try to express his creativity while not trying to pander to the stereotype of an African-American living in the hood. As you see in this one scene with his, uh, you know, his school counselor, which, by the way, I fucking hate that school counselor. He can suck a dick. No, it's not because he that's unrealistic. No, that's realistic from a lot of school counselors. He sucks. I should have said that in the beginning, but I'm going to say it right now. But no, that's the one thing in this movie I didn't really like that much. I don't, it's, they're saying it's a, it's a coming of age story. And like the introduction starts off as that, but I don't really see it as a coming of age story. It's more of a story about like misadventures and trying to get through one thing and getting out of it and how it does. There's growth, like you see this growth from your main character, but it's not a growth from like your youth to like your adulthood. I mean, if we were doing that, we'd get a longer movie. Because, again, this movie was like 103 minutes long. That's, you know, could have saw something longer. But, uh, I mean, that's all I can really say, though, man. Like, just the the movie itself is a really good film. You know, it doesn't, you know, all the stuff that I said doesn't really take away how good of a movie it is. So, 
Uh, I mean, if there's anything with writing, I mean, maybe it's just a product of writing, but that's about it. Uh, if I had to wrap things up for this movie Dope, I would say that uh, Dope is a really good time to sit down, watch, laugh at, and learn from in terms of how creativity can make you a person and how you don't have to stay, stick to stereotypes uh, that are presented to you just to get you ahead of the road. Be yourself, do what you want to do, and you'll always go far in this world. What's also something that I loved about this movie that makes it or breaks it is that it's really is relatable and it's genuine. Uh, it's nothing like any other Black Hood movie. It has this new, fresh twist that, again, it's refreshing to see after going through this whole marathon of Black Hood movies where it's all about struggle and dealing with trying to get over the fact that you're in the hood and getting out of it. Uh, I think so far its acting is pretty good. Uh, your lead actor, Shamik Moore, does an amazing job at playing his role as Malcolm. You see these surprise performances that you wish you could see more. And even though the plot is a little bit misleading at times and that it can get away from being what it truly was or it was advertised, it's still a good time to watch. You have these really fun comedic beats that you just engage in and you just... I wouldn't say laugh out loud, but have a really good time with. And, and the ending of the movie is pretty good to where it wraps things up in this nice, in this really nice, uh, nice tight bow. And you're left not really wondering more, but just happy that everything came full circle and you learned something and, and had a good laugh out of it. Overall, I got to give this movie like an 8 out of 10. I'm not going to go harsh and say 7 because even though I said that stuff about the plot and I said that stuff regarding, you know, the utilization of act characters, this movie still had a lot of great things going for itself and it really brings in saying, okay, the good outweighs the bad. I can't go crazy about it. If you would have told me that this movie is a 9 out of 10, like if somebody comes up to me and say, this movie is a 9 out of 10, I don't know what you're talking about. I would agree with them. It's not that bad to say like it's, you know, it's not a nine out of 10. I can say in a good day it is. Uh, I just feel like I'm a guy where I like movies where it's a little bit more detailed, where it uses its characters to the to the fullest. Like you're actually using what you advertise and it's not this bullshit thing where you're just saying, hey, we got this shiny new thing right here, but you don't really use it that much. And uh, especially when it's just like, you know, they're doing a really good job at what they're doing. And it's just like, damn, yeah. But yeah, man, this movie's an 8 out of 10. I would definitely rewatch it. I hoped that uh, Netflix would bring this movie back. But after doing some further digging, this movie is, I feel it was, uh, I think it's owned by NBC. I think it's on NBC. So if you got Peacock, you can go in and watch this. But I watched this movie through YouTube movies. So I had to like pay $3 for this shit. <laughs> I'm not that mad, but it's like, yeah, well, you know. If you can find any way to not spend money on movies, yeah, go ahead and go for that. Um, what's crazy, though, is that this movie, fuck, this movie was, un. This what happened to this movie is unfair. Like, I'm looking at the reception here on Box Office on Wikipedia. Listen to this. Dope grossed $6.1 million in its opening weekend, finishing fifth at the box office behind these movies. Jurassic World that made 106.6 million, Inside Out 90.4 million, Spy and San Andreas. You're telling me Spy and San Andreas were ahead 
of dope. Well, I mean, dope. Uh, that's the thing. It's just like great movies don't tend to not make a lot of movie money. Because if you see here, Jurassic World, people liked it, but it wasn't amazing. And Inside Out, I think, won Best Animated Feature. If I go down here. Yeah, let me go down here all the way to Inside Out. Yeah, Inside Out is considered one of the best, uh, you know, animated movies out there for Pixar. And then Spy and San Andreas are like, you know, th their cast... Their leading cast member is like an actor or an actress who is known for advertising the fuck out of their movies and doing well. So it's just like, yeah, shit. But yeah, man. The fact that this movie was fifth, but it's it's widely critically acclaimed. It's amazing to me. But that's that's Hollywood for you. If, if you're an amazing movie, you don't tend to make that much money. But if you're, you know, if you're a movie that's like kind of in and out that has a lot of spectacles, you'll get all the money in the world so shit i guess that's what it is but yeah man that's my review of dope i'm glad you guys can go ahead and sit down and listen to it um yeah man i mean if there's anything else i want to kind of end this episode on it's just how i feel with this podcast though because let's transition to that and let's go on the good old anchor because we are actually closing in at the end of the year and i want to go ahead and share how i feel about this podcast and just everything we've done so far because we've been in some pretty good stories and some adventures and uh yeah i mean this is just me being a little bit more open just how i feel of everything and just my host you know analytics of my episodes and i think you guys would really enjoy that too but since starting this uh whole podcast I have had about one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's see here. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. This will be my twenty-first episode on the midnight drop since I started. I honestly feel like I should have had fifty episodes if I kept this going during the school year, but yeah, 21 episodes after this one, and that will be freaking amazing. I never really thought that I would have a podcast on my own. I don't really care how many people actually listen to it. I just, I'm just glad that this is actually a reality. I feel really glad that this is a real thing and I can actually do this. And I feel really good about that, man. I'm just going to be real honest with you. That That's just how I feel. And uh, I want to go ahead and give you guys thanks for everything that you've done for this entire uh, journey uh, coming into this episode, coming into this podcast, I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. And, uh, I really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate what you guys been able to do. I know there's a long th time coming, uh, to get this to where I want it to be, but I'm already, uh, happy at what I'm doing now and where it's at. And I can't thank you guys enough for what it is i can't wait for the end of the year and the start of 2021 and the new ideas i have implemented for this episode for this uh podcast and uh to make myself a better host and just a better public speaker overall that's just how i really feel so uh yeah as we look into it let's go ahead and if you haven't listened to any of these episodes or you want to re-listen to them if you want to listen to some episodes you haven't listened at all you can go ahead and listen to them right now at anchor the website www the midnight drop.com uh anchor uh 
Yeah, I already said Anchor, did I? Yeah, Spotify, Anchor, the website, Google Podcast, and iTunes, or dub it as Apple Podcast. Go ahead and listen to those episodes over there. And uh, yeah, we got more episodes coming up this week, including some for next week that I'm very much excited to bring in. And uh, we're going to try to do a whole lot more things. I really, really want to have new equipment during the new year that is my new year's resolution to have more equipment for this podcast so i can make it better and do some really cool things with it i really want to do a lot of cool stuff and uh, i want you guys to go ahead and be there for the entire journey especially when it comes to transitioning this to youtube because i really want to try to you know do some really cool stuff with youtube as well so yeah man that's about it though that's all i really got for tonight's episode uh, thanks so much for listening. Again, you can guys can go ahead and listen to this episode at the several platforms that I already put up, uh, that I already talked about. I'm not going to repeat myself twice unless you guys ask. But yeah, man, that's an episode. I'm very happy that you guys can go ahead and stick around and listen. If you guys are interested in watching that movie, dope. Again, if you've got Peacock, can go ahead and listen, uh, watch that movie on Peacock. And you can also go ahead and try to listen to it, watch it on youtube uh by just renting it out for three dollars don't buy the movie go ahead and rent it out for three dollars uh but yeah man thanks so much for listening to tonight's episode i'm your host Jordan malone thanks so much for listening uh go ahead and stick around for this week for some new upcoming episodes book discussions another movie review including a discussion regarding covid19 that is the episode thanks for what thanks for listening and i will see you guys later peace